Hey everyone, um, I'm Zach. Uh, some of you probably know me from my other podcast with my friend Logan called the Fuck It Podcast. Uh, if you want, go check that out. Uh, it's another podcast we started on Anchor, but I'm here doing this podcast as just a solo thing because I just like I wanted to branch out more and like I have a lot of things kind of like set up for entertainment and this is something that I want to kind of keep going so whenever me and Logan can't always record because if you have listened to our to that podcast you'll know that we are very inconsistent with our recording schedule but I mean we're we're both still trying to get the hang of it all but anyway, this this podcast is just it's just going to be me and it's going to be a lot more laid back than what you hear over on that one because that one it's just me and him just goofing off doing whatever. It's just it's that's all mainly comedy based and just us kind of rambling about whatever. But here on this podcast just called What's Poppin' with Zach. Um I'm just going to kind of be talking about anything, but just in a more, like, relaxed manner. My main focus is hopefully to be on entertainment stuff, mainly, like, movies and TV and music, because that's just the stuff I'm passionate about. But, um, something, uh, let's just get this out of the way. Let's get some stuff out of the way about me, um... I'm Zach, I'm 17, just turned 17 about a month ago, and, you know, I don't really do all that much when it comes to uh, my personal life. I hang out with friends every now and again. Um, I go to school, but, you know, technically not right now. I don't go to school, but, you know whole coronavirus thing, which I'll get into in a minute, but, um, I like to play video games, listen to music, read books, read comic books, I'm a big nerd, um, so, uh, you know, sometimes I like to use nerdy stuff as conversation starters just to see where it goes from there, doesn't always work out, I'm an awkward person, I've realized, um, but I mean, I like to talk to myself a lot, so that kind of makes stuff like podcasts easy to do. Um, but this, like I said, it's going to be a lot more of a relaxed, you know, thing to listen to. Listen to it on your way to work and you don't have to worry about dying of laughter and possibly crashing and dying because of me and my friend making stupid jokes. <laughs> um, but... I want to get into this whole coronavirus thing because it's kind of insane just how wild it all is. Like, it, like, it's something that's been known about for months now, but it just, like, out of nowhere, it just, like, just hit, hit the entire world at once. And no one was really, I don't, well, I, I don't want to say no one was expecting. Excuse me. I don't want to say no one was expecting it, but it's just like 
just the majority of people didn't expect it to get this big or like and I know some people are probably saying like oh it's all blown out of proportion or whatever it's really not like it's a serious thing there's a reason they're telling us to stay in our houses and not go out not travel not get in big groups of people and like I completely understand that but at the same time it's like I hate being cooped up in my house like yeah I like my house my house is fine there's nothing wrong with my house it's just constantly being inside and like doing the same things over and over every day it's not fun like sure some people might find that fun and you know some people that do find that fun may be normal most people that find doing the same thing over and over are probably psychopaths that's my thing it's just like i don't get how someone can enjoy doing the same thing over and over just constantly it's like what is wrong with you like, I'm sorry, but if you if if you are someone who enjoys doing the exact same routine every day, you might need to get some help. That's all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not dissing anyone. I'm not trying to badmouth anyone. I'm just saying maybe think about some other things to do throughout your day while you're you know just chilling, having a good old time, doing your thing. But I mean, hey, to each their own, I guess. But a major thing that's happened with coronavirus is that it's delayed, like, a lot of, like, movie releases and movie and TV production. Like, I think the most anticipated movie in these upcoming months was the Black Widow solo movie for the MCU. And that was set to come out May 1st for, you know, you know, basically getting ready for the summer season you know, have a new Marvel movie out that everyone can go enjoy, you know, take the family out for the summer, go see the new Marvel movie, whatever. Now that's not happening. Most likely it's getting released straight to Disney+, Plus, which I know a lot of people are saying that's going to suck because it's it's not going to be good for, like, box office numbers. But, like, who cares about box office numbers? Like, Avengers Endgame is the highest grossing movie in the world. I, I don't think Marvel cares all that much about its earnings when it comes to its movies right now. I'm sure, listen, I'm sure Disney cares. But in, because Disney just wants all the money it can get as soon as they can get it. But I just think Marvel themselves are more focused on just putting out good movies and good TV shows, which also their Disney Plus shows have been put on hold, which sucks because... They were set to start rolling out, like, you know, like, into this year, into next year. And, like, now we don't know how much of, like, if that timeline is still, like, if it's still on schedule. We're all just left to sit here and wonder what the fuck's going on. Like, when, when can we expect to see some of our favorite characters again, but this time, like, new stuff. We don't have to keep watching the same stuff over and over. And not to say that it gets boring watching the same Marvel movies. I'm just saying you kind of got to, at some point, you're going to get, you know, a little saturated from watching the same stuff and you're going to want new stuff. So, but um, I'm glad it hasn't delayed anything like music wise because I like, I can't survive without listening to music in my day to day life. 
when I tell you, especially now more than ever, 95% of my day is listening to music. The other 5% is doing everything else that I need to throughout the day to survive. Like, you know, eating, drinking, moving around. That's all, like, that's the 5% of my day. Listening to music and singing and dancing, that's the 95% of my day. And that may seem ridiculous, but I mean, come on now. It's Especially when you have good music to listen to. I have a very, I I guess you could kind of say expansive music taste. I listen to everything, real, well, no, I can't say I listen to everything. But I listen to a good majority of stuff that's, that's around like my my music taste can range from Frank Sinatra all the way to Lil Uzi Vert like it's just like and like most things in between that like going from Frank Sinatra one of the just one of the greatest singers of all time and one of the greatest musicians of all time to Lil Uzi Vert who many are considering uh, a rapper who is going to be an all-time classic in years to come because he's he's already made some bangers i mean come on exo tour life money longer um 20 minutes and especially now with eternal take like did you guys hear eternal take that was <clears throat> that was beautiful and to everyone saying that it is not the album we needed in 2020 keep in mind these are songs he's had finished since 2018 it's just his label was being a piece of shit and not letting him release any of it. That's why he gave us um, songs like, what was it? Um, San Juan Paradise, That's a Rack, and I can't remember the last one right now. It's pissing me off, but you get you get the point. He had to just keep putting out like random singles that never ended up on the album. Like we all thought they would, but they just never did. Like instead, we got. Um, stuff like Low Main and Prices and Chrome Heart Tags and P2, That Way, Futsal Shuffle, you know. But it's it was still a good album. And I have yet to listen to the deluxe version where it's um, Love versus the World 2, basically. But I have listened to Myron and that song, again, another certified banger. I love it. But, like, also, I listen to, like, like, I just, I just feel like if you just, if someone genuinely came up to me and asked me, how would you describe your music, you like, like, the kind of music you listen to, I would just say good shit, because that's what it is. I listen to good shit, and, like, you can, you can have your own opinion on that, but, like, when, when you look at it, I really do, like, my number one band right now and probably my number one band from here on out is the 1975. They are probably one of the greatest bands I've ever heard. Like, I don't know any other any other artist in general that has made so many songs that I can straight up relate to. Because that's what I like in songs. I like relatability. If a song, like, doesn't have any hint of relatability, then, like... I'm probably not going to be a fan of it. And I know, like, you're probably thinking, like, oh, well, then why do you listen to, like, rap or trap shit? It's because for that, the relatability is just 
stuff to listen to to have fun. Like, it's just, like most rappers, they're just having fun with their music. Yeah, there are some artists who like to get deep with their lyrics, like um, Juice World, God Rest His Soul, Lil Peep, God Rest His Soul. But, like, they made good just turn-up shit, but also made some deep shit. Like, same goes with, like, X. And I guess, to some extent, you could say Trippy Red with songs like Love Scars. But I'm just saying, like, any most songs that I listen to have uh, some sort of relatability to them. And, you know, if I don't get that relatability from a song, then it's just like, well, then what else is there? Because even if, even if, like, the vocals are good or the instrumental is good and whatever, like, I just need it to, like, emotionally impact me for me to feel like, yeah, that was a good song and I would listen to it again. Like, if I just, like, if I listened to a song and didn't find it relatable but I like the instrumental, I would just be like, oh, well, I could just look up this the song's instru- instrumental on YouTube and just listen to that on repeat. Like, and that that's not me, like, dissing artists who genuinely put effort into their stuff. I'm just saying, like, some stuff for me isn't always relatable. But the 1975, they just, so many of their songs, and it's, it's not even just like from one part of their career. It's from their whole career so far. Their first album has just like a very like a very very good amount because like that whole album they designed it as kind of like a soundtrack to like an 80s movie. Like it could fit with like Ferris Bueller's Day Off or The Breakfast Club or 16 Candles, something like that. And I love movies like that. So when I listened to that album for the first time, I I loved it the whole way through. I mean, to be honest, of course there are songs that I like more than others, like mainly the singles off that album, but still the whole album together just it it really works. And it they they continued that with their next two albums. Their second album, I like it when you sleep for you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it is probably one of my favorite albums of all time, period. Like, it's just that good. Like, probably the, like, the standout song from that album, Somebody Else, is just, it's, it's like you're listening to heaven when you listen to that song. Because it's just, the vocals are just perfect for every part. The instrumental is just, it it's like so soothing but at the same time it's just like there's something that just like gets you emotional when you first hear it and then like every time you hear it after and the lyrics are just like so just deep and like they when you hear them and you realize what it's talking about it's a it's a breakup song and when you when you realize just like the full message of the song and you realize that you've been through something like that, you've been through a breakup where you felt what he's singing, like, it just, you really feel it, and, like, I've cried over their music, I really have, because it's just, like, especially, I saw them live, like, that was the best concert I've ever been to, and also the most emotional concert I've ever been to. Now, I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't been to that many concerts, I've been to two Panic at the Disco concerts, I've been to a Green Day concert, and I've been to a Logic concert. 
which I should mention, those four, Panic at the Disco, Green Day, the 1975, and Logic, those are my four main artists of all time, like, when it comes to the stuff I listen to. Like, those are the, they're kind of like the base artists that I started listening to, and through them, I found other stuff. That, like, that's how my music tastes. Like, if, if you want me to sum it up the best way possible, it's just take those four artists and, like, start to branch off from them and see what else you find. And that's the kind of stuff, like, bands like um, Wallows, The Driver Era, um, Melanie Martinez, Claro, like, um, Silas, an artist that is under Logic's uh, record label. Like, they're all really, really good. And I would highly suggest any anyone listening to this to go listen to their stuff because... They just like they all just put out mind blowing stuff like Melanie Martinez's latest album K through twelve. Again, another one of my favorite albums of all time, just because it deals with so many like really strong topics. Like it deals with like body shaming and um, like rape and stuff like that, and it's all just like. It's a very powerful message, especially for, like, young women who listen to it because it's just, I know there's a lot of young women who go through that. They get body shamed every day. They get called a slut or a whore or whatever, and, like, it's it's a lot to deal with at a young age, and, like, listening to an album like that, it's just nice to know that, like, you're not alone, and, like, people experience this all the time, unfortunately, but you you can see that you're not alone which also Harvey Weinstein was recently sentenced to time in prison for his uh sexual misconduct against you know various women in Hollywood and I I tweeted out when I saw that happen I tweeted out this is a big win for for just all women and like the whole like me too movement because it's like, no matter how much power someone might have over you, just because they're a big Hollywood exec or they're a business CEO or whatever, that doesn't mean you should stop trying to take action and stop trying to, you know, like fight against them and get your justice. Because as long as you make yourself, you know, heard and people know that, like, this is something that has, like, really affected you, and, like, they, like, and I have to say this, but, like, they know you're not lying, because now in the media, it's, like, every time a new, like, rape allegation comes out against someone, automatically everyone is, like, oh, are they, is, are they being serious, or are they just doing this for clout, are they doing this for attention, do they want money out of this, it's, like, you genuinely have to, like, you have to get the media on your side, which sucks, because it should just be, you know, it, like, because they, because now, like, they make you, like, give details about, like, what happened, like, oh, well, like, where did he, like, where did he touch you, like, what did he force you to do, it's like, no woman should be forced to have to, like, get, like, basically tell the whole world where she was touched and whatever, and basically just, like, trigger like PTSD just so that 
people will believe her when she say when she says she got raped. Like, shouldn't her just saying she got raped be enough? But no, because you have the media who's always trying to get people to second guess, and then there are women out there that will lie about it just because they don't like a person, which, like, is really just not okay. Like, you should never lie about rape. You should never rape anyone. And just, like, just don't be a... Just don't be an asshole. Don't be a piece of shit. It's it's that simple. I don't get why this is something that, like, has to be said nowadays, but it does, genuinely. And it's just, like, we need, like, we need to get our shit together as people. Like, we need to start understanding that these topics are very touchy but yet they have to be addressed. And just because you may not believe someone doesn't mean you can start convincing a whole bunch of other people not to believe their story either. Like, if someone says they got raped and they have whatever evidence, like they they have a photo or, like, you know, they have a video from whoever. Like, say, say like, a girl is at a party and she gets raped by, like, a famous social media star. Of course, there's going to be cameras going off. There's going to be photos and videos taken there. Because if they're, if someone famous is there, like, people are going to want pictures, want videos. If someone happens to catch, happens to get a video or a picture of a rape, of that social media star raping somebody. And that photo, that or that video, gets out to the public. The first reaction from people shouldn't be, oh, well, what if he was just, like, drunk and, like, didn't know what to do? And, like, what if, what, what if they were both drunk and they just decided to have drunk sex? It's like, how about you just look at it and see that he is raping her? I don't, I don't understand it, I'll be honest. It, like, it pisses me off that it, like, that has to like, people actually have to say, is she actually being raped or not? Like, that shouldn't be a question that you ha- that you have to ask people around you or yourself or the actual fucking victim. Like, if you, if you know the kind of stuff that happens, but yet you still decide to question it, you are what's wrong with the media. If you know that rape happens to women on a daily basis, but yet you decide to still question it when it's big news, you're the problem. And there that that's really it when it comes to that. But um yeah. I mean I don't know, man. We're as a as a society we are kinda slowly falling apart. But it's fine. I mean maybe one day we'll get our shit together but I'm not expecting that until my generation gets older. But, I mean, there's problems with my generation, too. I'll be honest. Like, the amount of unnecessary fighting there is between people in my generation is kind of ridiculous. And we need to we need to stop. Because we're... Most of us are either are adults or we are almost adults 
And we need to kind of learn that not every problem can be solved by throwing hands. And we just can't, like, the amount of unnecessary fighting and arguing and bickering that happens uh, with, like, high school kids is just kind of, it's kind of funny to watch because, like, especially if you're watching, like, serious, like, quote-unquote drama take place, like, watching someone, like, break down over it, like, start, like, break down crying because, like, some some other girl called her a whore and then like just like you know that that's really it like that's what starts fights now just getting just some someone calling someone else a name like but then seeing that person like break down crying over being called a name it's kind of funny like i know we shouldn't like i know you shouldn't make fun of other people but like come on now like you're seriously going to cry because someone called you a name. I feel like the only reason you should cry if someone calls you a name is if it's like really personal. Like if someone called you a whore and the and the reason you're crying is because you know it's true, well then I understand that. Like if you get called a whore and the first thing you think of is how you let the football team run a train on you last Saturday, well then yeah, I understand why you're crying because you know it's true and you just like you're very emotional about about something hitting that personally but like if like if you just like walk up to someone and just for no reason like say they bump you in the hallway and you just call them a bitch for it like there's no reason to either break down crying or start start throwing hands at that person like just leave it alone just either just keep walking or just turn around and say fuck you and then keep going like there why does there have to be any more steps in between that? Like, why does it go from calling someone a bitch to throwing hands and then you say fuck you and walk away? Why do you have to insert the whole, like, 30-second brawl session where the hallway basically becomes, like, a scene from Fight Club with everyone just watching as two people stupidly try to swing at each other but actually have no fighting ability? That's what... See, that's the thing that makes me laugh about high school fights is that it is so clear that no one actually knows how to fight. Like, you like you see them get, like, stanced up and they look like, like, it looks like, a, like, at the beginning of, like, a Mortal Kombat match. Like, they're in, like, their perfect fighting stance. They have their fists out, like, in the perfect position. Their legs are, like, evenly spread. They look like they're ready to go. But as soon as someone takes the first hit... They just start flailing their arms like the wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men that you see in the fucking, in front of like car dealerships. And it's like, dude, you both look like fucking idiots. Like whenever, like whenever people record videos of fights and I see the way they're swinging at each other, I just laugh at how stupid it looks. And I, I never understand how people can be like, yo, he landed a good hit. Yeah, he hit him with literally the base of his forearm on his forehead. What a good hit. Like, wow, that's sick, dude. But yeah, we need to we need to get that we need to get that together, my generation. We also have to stop this unnecessary um it seems like a lot of people just out of nowhere felt the need to like start flexing their fashion. It's like, why are we doing that at a young age? We shouldn't be doing that.
like, you see, like, some, you see, like, I see someone my age spend, like, $400 on, like, a jacket, and then they show it off for, like, some Instagram photos, but then I never see them wear it outside of that, like, I see them wear it, like, like, the day after they got it at school, and then I see it on their Instagram, and then I never see it again. It's like, are you really that insecure about how many likes you get on Instagram that you have to start buying, like, designer shit so that people will think you're cool? I don't get it. Like, I bought, I bought a pair of, um, well, they weren't real, but I bought a pair of off-white Nikes, and they were in one picture. Well, they were in, like, a set of pictures, but they were in one post on my Instagram. They weren't even the focus of it. Like, it, they just... They were just good photos of me that I decided to post that some of my friends had taken of me. And the shoes, like, no one mentioned them. Like, yeah, my friends mentioned my shoes when they first saw them, but that was it. Like, no one really cared except for some fuckheads at my school who were just like, Oh, bro, are those real? Like, I bet they aren't real. Like, it's like, why does it matter? One of the kids that kept saying that literally has a fake Supreme shirt. That instead of saying Supreme in the red box, it says disappointment. Like, yeah, bro, now I know why you own that fucking shirt. Because that's probably what your mom calls you every time you go home. Like, if you're seriously that concerned about fashion and about if someone's wearing a real pair of designer shoes, then yes, you are a disappointment. And I know this probably sounds like me going back on, you know, insulting each other, but come on, what? we're all a little hypocritical sometimes, and... Yes, that kid is a disappointment. I don't want to hear it. He also thinks that talking trash over Xbox is a valid way of arguing with someone, I should mention. So, yeah. Anyone who goes to my school knows exactly who I'm talking about, probably. So, yeah. Uh, But I just, like... My generation, I think, is gonna kind of help fix some problems in the world. But I also think we're gonna... We're definitely going to bring on some new ones. I just like I just really can't wait to see what those new problems are because I don't know exactly I know the kind of stuff we could do to fuck things up. I just I just want to see what spe- what specific things we end up doing. Because I mean, listen, I I plan on being a musician when I'm older. I'm not I'm not sticking myself in a dead-end nine-to-five job um, because just I, I don't want to do that that's not I get everyone says oh office jobs aren't for me and yeah they're not for anyone but like I know I have more I have I, I just have bigger dreams than that and I know working hard enough I can I can get there and like I've written four songs so far for my five song EP and like I still I still have to get someone to help me produce everything and like record everything but I mean I'll say this I'm a decent songwriter like my the songs I've written so far are just like personal experience like I'm writing from personal experiences or just writing about myself but I mean I'm gonna branch out and like get more like experimental with the kind of stuff I write like the the last song that I have to write for my EP, which is the the uh, song that the EP 
is titled after. I'm waiting to... I'm putting off writing that until I am, like... I know that I've, like... Because I'm... It's kind of be, like... It's going to kind of be, like, a story of all the things I've been through these, like, past few years. And I just want to be at a comfortable position in my life where, like, everything that I plan on writing about is, like, behind me. And I can safely say, okay... Now I can put this all into lyrics and like, you know, put this into like metaphors and, you know, stuff like that. But for right now, I'm like, I'm just starting to like get prepared for to like write more songs because the reason I started off with just writing um, like from personal experiences is because I didn't want to write about stuff that I like or like just start writing about other stuff automatically and then like already be out of stuff I want to write about. I want to save the more exciting type of song ideas for later. Like I don't want to jump right into those. I don't want to like write exciting songs and then be burnt out from it. Like the the last song that I finished titled You're Leaving, I it took me a while to finish that cuz that cuz that's just like that's probably my so far my most emotional song just because of what it's about which I mean I don't know how comfortable I want to get with this podcast yet I'm definitely a lot more comfortable on my other one with but that's just because I have my friend there to like bounce like jokes and stupid comments off of but this I just want to keep I'll probably keep a bit more personal but for what I'll say right now is it's just it's it's a breakup song. That's all I'll say. If I feel like I want to I'll get into the details of it in the next episode. But I'm not going to like name names or anything. I'm just going to kind of give you guys a gist of what happened and kind of explain some like I'll try to explain some lyrics, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, outright give so much away because I don't like sharing my stuff with other people all that much. I mean, if it's one of my very, very close friends, then yes, I will absolutely, like, share it with them, you know, see how they think. Like, I've shared it with, you're leaving, I shared with one friend. And, I mean, they thought it was really good, um, but, I mean, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of going off of my own thoughts of, like, oh, is this, like, is this something that could be put into a song, something that I could sing well, like, something that, like, people could relate to, and that's just, like, I want my music to do what other people's music does for me. I want it to sound nice, I want it to just, like, give a certain vibe to the listener and I want them to be able to relate to it because I feel like if I can't relate to at least one person who's listening to the song then I feel like I failed as a songwriter that's just like personally that's just like my ethic when it comes to songwriting and I'm sure some of you 
will be able to understand that. Because I'm sure you guys all have songs that make you feel like a very, like really get into your emotions. Like it could be associated with a good memory, a bad memory or anything. And it just like, it hits you as soon as you start hearing it. Like there's a lot of songs that do that for me just because of what they're about. Like just because I know what they're about. And some song it's not even some songs it's not even the overall narrative of the of the song. It could just be like one or two lyrics that like really hit me. And you know, so, sometimes that that's all you need. That's all you need. It's just a few lyrics and that's all it takes for you to just really enjoy the song. And I don't I don't mind that from songwriters if they can truly only take a few lines to relate to the listener then good on them then they've like not only is that something that they're good at they've practically mastered it and you know like the 1975 I have to give huge props to because they take like some of their songs you wouldn't just looking at them surface value you wouldn't think there's anything more to them but like their song robbers off of their first album if you're just looking at that song on the surface like you think it's just about like two like like two people very much in love with each other who like get into some bad things like the song does de- does like have like little hints and details of like an actual like robbery taking place like them actually like going and like robbing someone or something but if you if you look into it and you listen more to the lyrics and you really like understand the song it's a song about a very abusive relationship with like the metaphors for like robbers and thieves and stuff and like robberies at it's a metaphor for a toxic relationship and Listen, I've never I've never been in a toxic relationship, but still like there are parts of that song that like really hit me and like people that have been through toxic relationships, I could only imagine that they like really like feel that song. It's also just in general a very beautiful song to listen to. Like just the the lead singer Maddie Healy's vocals are just like he keeps them very low in the beginning for the first few verses. He he kind of raises it. He raises his voice a bit and kind of gets a bit more like theatrical or lively for the chorus. And then as it as the song like starts coming to an end, he really just like lets it all out. It's like he's letting his own emotions out through the song, which I think songs should like artists should do that with their songs let out their own emotions while also helping the listener to let out theirs. Um, Because music truly is like one of the greatest art forms of all time. I know there, like, I know things like, you know, paintings and drawings and, you know, poetry and stuff like that, like people consider the greatest forms of art. But I truly think music is the greatest form of art because you can do so much with it and it for a lot of like you know for a majority of songs it's in such little time like 
you can tell a story, you can tell an entire story through a song in just a few short minutes. Like, look at some, look at like a good, there's a good few songs by Eminem that really, that really do this well. You, like, you guys probably already know the obvious one is Stan, where in six minutes he tells the story of an obsessed Eminem fan who, just because Eminem doesn't respond to his letters quick enough, he drives himself crazy and ends up killing not only himself, but his girlfriend and his unborn kid. And it's just like, when you get to the last verse where it's Eminem and he's finally writing back to him and then at the end of the letter that he's writing, he realizes that the person he saw the news report on who drove their car over a bridge was his fan. It just like, just that last line of him just saying, damn, it re like, it, every time I listen to it, it gives me, it gives me chills down my spine because it's just, it's so well told. And the fact that in, obviously in the music video, you see this all happen, but the fact that in, in the actual song, in the audio for the song, after the last verse from Stan's perspective, you hear a car hit something and then crash into a, into like a giant thing of water like it it keeps you in that story even when there's no lyrics which i think is brilliant on Eminem's part and then another song that not a lot of people probably consider a storytelling song is love the way you lie with Rihanna like that song like with that like that's another song about a toxic relationship but it's it's very much more obvious because you know he talks about you know he raps from the perspective of someone in a relationship he's you know hit his girlfriend plenty of times he's gotten mad over random guys that she's talked to at like bars and stuff and at the end he like he's just like yeah i know i know when i apologize it's just it's all bullshit but like I want her so bad that if she ever tried to leave me again, I'd just tie her up and light the house on fire so she never could. It's like that's so much to take in, but at the same time it's like whether you're listening to it or you're rapping along to it, no matter what you're doing, you feel it because it's just like not only is it Eminem's voice that makes it so powerful, it's just how straightforward he's being with the lyrics. Like if you, I feel like as an as an artist, if you can't be like, if you feel like you can't be, if there's no way you can exactly be creative with a subject, then just telling it straight on is your next best option. Because otherwise, how else are listeners going to understand what you're talking about? And. Eminem is one of the best storytellers in all of music, in my opinion. And I know he, not all of his songs are are storytelling songs. He has a lot of songs where it's just him rapping about whatever, like just whether it be serious shit or he's like being really goofy with, with using like Slim Shady. But probably like my favorite song where he's telling a story is Headlights with Nate Russ, where... It's him just apologizing to his mom for everything that he's put her through throughout his career. 
And it's like, it's a very powerful song, no matter how you look at it. Because you could, that song, I feel like no matter what, you could relate to it. No matter if you do have, like, a an estranged relationship with a parent, or if you're starting to, like, if you and a family member are starting to, like, fix a broken relationship, like, you can really feel like everything in that song because I mean let's be honest Eminem has has put his mom through a lot he has said a lot of really bad things about her in songs specifically songs like Kim or or not Kim because that's about his uh his ex-wife but uh songs like my name is cleaning out my closet like stuff like that he's really he's really hammered home that he just, him and his mom never got along, and he always hated her for some of the stuff she did, but in Headlights, he just, he apologizes for it all, like he, like he says, like, at the time, I was, like, just really pissed off and angry, and while maybe he, like, he had a right to be, that doesn't mean that he could just, like, go off on her all the time, like that like that does and he realizes that like he realizes that he doesn't have the right to just every time he's pissed off about something with his mom he could just go into a recording booth and you know just call her a bitch or whatever like and it's just it's nice to hear him like you can hear him getting emotional as he's rapping and i feel like that's very very important to to like a storytelling song as well is when you can feel the emotion through the artist's voice. And I mean, hey, if the bottom line with all of this is that if music can't make you feel something, then it's probably not music that's worth listening to. So, you know, just when it just go out there and find music that you can truly like you can feel something with that you can like really just it lets out like it helps you let out your feelings your emotions anything that you feel like you can't put into words find a song that can help you do that just find I mean it doesn't even have to be a song like I said there's other forms of art out there but to me music is truly the best form of art and it can help you express whatever you are feeling whenever. Because there's a lot of songs that have like various emotions throughout them. And it's just, there's a there's a lot to music. And I'm, I'll probably get into it a lot more, you know, next and within other episodes of this. But I think that's going to wrap it up for now. I just, you know, wanted to get... Just my, just, I just wanted to get a lot of that just right off the bat, just how I feel about music and just, you know, the world right now, what, what our current state is. But like I said, um, this, I'm definitely gonna like do, keep this, uh, very consistent because I just like, I feel bad that we're all just kind of stuck here and not a lot of us have 
a whole lot to do. So I just want to give people something to listen to, something that they can, you know, just relax with and just have some fun with, whatever. So, uh, you know, I'll, I don't know how, I don't know what my schedule is going to be for recording and, uh, putting these out, but I'm going to try to make it, um, because, um, me and Logan's recording schedule for the Fuck It podcast is we, we tend to record those on weekends, but that's just because of like school. But since we're not in school, we're, we'll probably record an episode over like like throughout a week or whatever. We're, we're still not sure. We're trying to figure it out. But this, um, I'll probably just like record whenever. Like whenever I feel like I have stuff to say, I'll probably just get everything together and, you know, put out an episode. But I don't want to keep this introductory episode too long. So, you know, this is all I'll have to say for now. But... Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, uh, my my username is music with music by Zach. Um, no like um, periods or underscores in between anything. Just all one word. Uh, if anyone wants to find me on Twitter, uh, my at is Zach X the nineteen seventy five because my Twitter account is a uh, the 1975 Stan account, so, you know, I, I tweet a lot about them, just, trust me, if you want to, go, go scroll through my Twitter and see just how many tweets have something to do with the 1975, it's kind of obnoxious, but, you know what, I'm gonna keep doing it, (laughs) but, uh, and also, like I said, if you want, go check out me and my friend Logan's podcast, the Fuck It podcast, if you want some laughs, you know, we talk about a lot of goofy shit. We talk about some serious topics, but make some jokes out of them. And I feel like if people need jokes, it's now more than ever because we're all frightened that we're all going to die if someone coughs on us. So, uh, But yeah, that's it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I will definitely be back soon. Bye.